Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. Since Project Potluck was founded in 2020 to support people of color in the CPG industry, the landscape and conversation around diversity and inclusion has changed dramatically. But according to the grassroots group turned nonprofit, a lot remains to be done to achieve equity, and it's ready to help on a larger scale in 2023 thanks to donations and support from like-minded industry leaders. While Project Potluck was in the works before the death of George Floyd, its launch in October 2020 came at a time when many Americans were marching in the street to support the Black Lives Matter movement, actively looking to buy products from Black-owned brands, and as the executive director of Project Potluck put it, hungry for connections with each other. At the same time, corporations were making sweeping pledges and donations to lift up people of color, including promises by retailers to offer more shelf space and support for brands from founders of color. Today, Black small business owners are optimistic about their businesses in 2023, with a survey published this month by Goldman Sachs' 10,000 Small Business Voices, finding 81% of Black business owners are optimistic about the financial trajectory of their business in 2023. This is far higher than the 68% of all small business owners who reported the same. Expectations for increased profits this year also are higher among black small business owners than all small business owners at 78% versus 60%. Likewise, black small business owners also are more likely to expect to create jobs in the year ahead as well as actively hiring employees. But despite these strong growth indicators and promises from industry for more support, people of color still face system headwinds accessing capital and financing and leadership positions. According to the Goldman Sachs survey, 37% of small black business owners report difficulty accessing new capital versus only 23% of all small business owners. And according to Project Potluck Executive Director Kathleen Casanova, only 16% of leadership and teams in natural CPG are held by people of color, even though they make up 40% of the U.S. population. So in this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Casanova and Project Potluck co-founder Asha Abohinga share what more needs to be done to support people of color and how with donors, their organization is stepping up this year to connect twice as many of its members to mentors host five times more events, and swell its ranks to 1,500 members by the end of the year. They also share how they're tackling systemic racism and the barriers that people of color face in the CPG industry. In addition, they issue a call for action and outline ways that everyone can help fuel positive change for people of color in the CPG segment. So when Project Potluck was founded in 2020, it was done so in response to the disparity between the percentage of Americans who identify as people of color and the mostly white makeup of the natural product industry's leadership and consumer base. Casanova explains they wanted to bring together the existing community of people of color within the CPG space to address this disparity by tackling together the challenges in front of them and to elevate their visibility and success. 
They wanted to create something that they wished that they had had when they were on their own entrepreneurial journeys. Um, but really, people of color in our industry, while we are underrepresented, we exist and we have been helping one another in, a, in this way for a really long time. There's been informal mentorship, helping, sharing of resources. Um, it's been a really strong community. And it just wasn't really, we just didn't really have a place to come together and to be formalized. And I think that's one of the beautiful things that Project Potluck has made really official within the industry. Um, so they came together and they wanted to just, they really just activated their networks, brought people together, wanted to connect. Um, the timing was fortuitous. This was in the works way before the pandemic or the death of George Floyd. Um, but really, I think by the time it launched, people were just so hungry for connection with one another. So it was wildly successful and, and really, really well received. And I think the board initially thought this was going to be something that was, you know, very grassroots in nature and really was just going to bring people together. And I think they realized pretty quickly, wow, there's such a need, such a hunger for this. Let's make this more formal. Let's have this be something that's a permanent fixture within our industry so that there's always this very formal and organized way for people of color to come together to share, to be in community, and to really have our voices be heard in an industry where we're deeply underrepresented. Abohiga describes the group's growth since its launch as exponential, and the shift in energy it has inspired is unlike something she has never seen before in the industry. I think one of the most amazing things to see kind of started last year at Expo West, and I'm really excited for this Expo West because I think we're going to see even more of it. I've never been to a trade show where people are so proud to be brown. Like, I've never, I've never been to a trade show where people are, like, running up to find one another and just be like, oh, my God, it's nice to meet you in person. Oh, my gosh, what can I do to help you? The enthusiasm, the community, the, just the outwardness of being able to be whole and complete around other people that look like you. First representation that was there of Project Potluck members all seeking one another out, seeking out support, even from allies. I mean, just the energy and the enthusiasm and the support network is has grown exponentially. But I wish that was around when I got started, right? I wish I could phone a friend. I wish I could phone a thousand friends, right? That's where that's where this community has become so so wonderful and so useful. And I think because of that energy, especially coming into Expo West, we're just going to see even more of that coming up. Despite the optimism that Project Potluck has inspired in its community, Casanova said many people are also frustrated by the ongoing diversity and inclusion shortcomings and the stubborn nature of a systemic racism, which underscores the ongoing need for groups like Project Potluck. As somebody who's worked in diversity and inclusion before 2020, um, it, not in this industry, but I had been, you know, working in diversity and inclusion at large much before this. It's really interesting to have gone through that whole evolution where before people were kind of like ugh, tolerated the conversation, then people were very tuned into the conversation, and now I feel like there's there's still um, there's still an interest, but there's this frustration that it hasn't been resolved yet. It's still an ongoing conversation and that there's not just one concrete answer that's going to solve this problem. It's such a deeply systemic issue, um, especially in our industry, but in all industries really. 
Um, and it's not something that is going to be resolved overnight. Um, and I think too that there's so much work to be done. Um, it's going to take so many different approaches and partners. Um, but it really, you know, one thing we're so proud of at Project Potluck is that we are all people of color. Our whole community is people of color, obviously. But I am our only staff member, and I'm a person of color, and our board are all people of color. That is so rare in the nonprofit world for there to be um, a, a person of color as an executive, and then also for the whole entire board to be. And we really believe that the solutions to this issue come from that community. Um, and really that people should be empowered to be solving the problems within their community. And so that's why we're so proud that Project Pollock, we're doing this for us and by us. Project Pollock focuses on supporting entrepreneurs but also career professionals. I think that's what makes us unique is we're not just focused on the founder problem. We're also focused on like who are the future leaders of all CPG. Um, and so we're really focused on, on just creating connection, community resources for all people of color within CPG. They could be a service provider. They could be working as an analyst or an R&D in a company they don't know, or they could be founding a company, right? According to Casanova, systemic racism continues to manifest in the CPG food and beverage industry as restricted access to capital, deeply entrenched stereotypes about who buys certain packaged goods, cultural norms that are uninviting and threatening to people of color, and a lack of research and visibility into the existing roles people of color hold in and related to the CPG industry. Project Potluck is actively working to change each of these, beginning with access to capital. There's three types of capital that, you know, research has shown is really critical for having a successful business. So that's human capital, there's social capital, and there's financial capital. Financial capital is, is pretty, you know, it's pretty concrete for people. Uh, you need a lot of money to be to start a business, but also to get to like the super successful status that everybody dreams of, right? And that's our goal for Project Pollock. We want successful businesses and and successful companies and careers for people. So really, that you know, big time status takes a lot of capital. And we talk a lot about how the VC funding is just like one or two percent go to underrepresented people. So that like includes women and people of color. We're all like lumped into a group because we're so small. So like one or two percentage points depending on what you look at. That's what we're getting in VC. But you have to like get to the VC stage for that stat to even matter to you. I'm talking about like getting a business loan, getting working capital, you know, even being able to activate a friends and family round. That is those are deep privileges that people of color are generally excluded from. They're not excluded completely. Their barriers to entry are insanely high. It's very, very difficult. Um, if you look up a stat for being able to access a simple business loan, um, it's, it's the, the odds are stacked against you from the beginning. So financial capital continues to be a huge barrier, huge, huge barrier. And anybody who's been in this field knows you can't move forward um, without money. I mean, right? We see a lot of people who make it happen bootstrapping, and that's incredibly hard. Um, and there are barriers to that in, its, in itself. But uh, financial capital is one area. And then human capital is like a, our experiences, jobs, um, education. All of those are also, also have their own systemic um, barriers to entry. Um, 
you know, knowing the right people to get a job, being able to take a, an internship that's unpaid. I mean, these are not specific to our industry. These are just deeply pervasive in our society. Where we have excelled, I think, as people of color is we help each other. We share what we know. Even if you're a competitor on the shelf and you are like right next to each other and you are literally competing for the same consumer, we see it time and time again at Project Pollock. We help one another. We share resources. We make introductions. It is the beauty of this network. It is why we wanted to make this official and bring it into the light um, and have it be less underground and more, more um, accessible to people. And I really love to think of us as this, this group that's, that's creating um, social capital for one another, right, uh, which leads to accessing these other types of capital, but also that's creating um, a voice for ourselves within the industry so that we can begin to ask for what we need for, or sorry, to begin to ask for what we need, to begin to advocate for ourselves, and to really be seen as people who deserve a seat at the table. And so what that really looks like is, first of all, connecting people to one another. Since uh, we launched, We've always had a way for people to connect with one another, but because we were grassroots, that looked first, you know, like a, we first had a LinkedIn group, then we had a Google group, and now we're really excited because we have an online um, community portal, which is a place for our members to be able to log on, connect with one another. Um, we have a directory. Project Potluck is also helping members cultivate human capital through mentorship and by acting as a conduit for other opportunities. Since the beginning, We've had mentorship as a huge pillar of our work. So for mentorship, we've actually just put, we're, we've just matched our third cohort, um, and we put 290 people through our mentorship program. It's a small group mentorship program where we take a small group of um, uh, our Project Potluck members, and we pair them with an industry leader who um, is excited to share their knowledge and really we want to create an even uh, power balance. We didn't want to just pair like, oh, here's an expert who knows everything you don't know. We really focus on this concept of reciprocity where the mentors are getting a ton out of this experience as well. And so there's just so much that we can learn from one another when we come from a place of reciprocity instead of this like hierarchical power structure. Um, we also are just trying to be the conduit and the, 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 the center point for opportunities. So like I said, it's going to take a lot of people doing a lot of work for us to change this. So all these incredible grants and accelerator programs and all of these things focused on people of color. In the past, in order for them to find participants, they had to go through like a thousand channel partners, you know, like, oh, here's, let's go to the farmer's market and find cottage industry professionals or, you know, I'm going to go and maybe I'll find one participant here and one participant there. Never has there been a place where they can send out an, a notice of their opportunity and it gets to thousands of people. Like that's our goal is to be the place where anybody who wants to uplift or help or provide resources to our community has a partner um, in being able to do that. And that's really, you know, so much of what we're trying to do at Project Potluck. A huge component of building social capital and meeting people who can provide financial capital is networking. But as Casanova notes, 
many of the current and traditional spaces in which this occur are not friendly for people of color. It never feels good to be the only person of color in the room in a company, at a trade show, you know, um, at a grocery store. Uh, these spaces just need to be made to be more friendly, more inclusive. It's a big part of this year's goal. We're having an event, which we're very excited about, at Expo West. It's called Let's Come to the Table. It's a networking luncheon on Friday. Uh, it's invitation only, um, but it's a mix of our partners, our industry leaders, our allies, you know, individuals and companies who are very passionate about our cause. And then the other half of the room are our members. And we're trying to create a very different networking environment that's more friendly for people of color. Because nighttime, alcohol-fueled, dark corner, exclusive invite parties are not really – that's, that's not a place we really even get invited to. And if we get invited to them, they're not the safest places for us. And there's a lot of that power dynamic that I spoke about that we're trying to avoid, which is, oh, you're an industry leader. You know everything. Oh, I'm a person of color. I have to default to you for what I need. So we're trying to create a different type of networking environment that really people walk away with more than like a thousand business cards that they had a conversation for two seconds with people, but they really walk away um, having sat down, had lunch, and, and been encouraged to share what they need, ask for help, offer help. Again, reciprocity. Everybody there, both sides, the partners and our, our community, are encouraged to help one another and to walk away having built deeper connections than what you would typically see at a networking event. So we're really excited to do that with our partners at Expo West this year and to also just continue to do in-person events this year and bring people together. Project Potluck also is tackling stereotypes that harm not only people of color within the industry, but also the consumers that they serve, including an erroneously narrow perception of who buys natural and organic products. The majority of our members are in natural and organics because that's where our board members' networks are from, right? And that's really kind of how we started, and we've grown pretty much exclusively at this point from word of mouth. So, um, but let me be specific about natural and organics because you know, you can go to a conference or a trade show and you can look out in the sea and you can see very few people of color. And I think that's because for a long time we just thought about healthy food as being expensive and having a certain type of consumer. And that is so deeply flawed and so deeply wrong. But in a capitalist society, a lot of times um, money is the motivator. And so if they didn't think that advertising to people of color mattered because they weren't going to buy it, it wasn't a priority, right? So these things are so deeply entrenched in stereotypes or ideas or perception of um, who this matters to and why it matters to them. And thankfully, we're seeing a shift. I think more people are aware that there's a huge consumer base out there um, uh, and that they want to capture new markets. Um, and so diversity and inclusion is important. I mean, it's the right thing to do just from an altruistic standpoint. We're really, really passionate about that at Project Public. We're like, diversity is the right thing to do, right? It's also the smart thing to do. As a business, diverse teams capture those new markets, right? They're more likely to have innovation. This is so, so critical for anybody passionate about our food system because we have a lot of people to feed. We have an environment that needs to be healed. 
Because navigating the CPG industry successfully requires a deep understanding of many different systems, from negotiating with co-packers and retailers to accessing capital and driving brand awareness, Casanova says Project Potluck plans to increase the education opportunities it provides in 2023. We're on two topics for our webinars. We're focused on accessing capital and investment and retail. And so we have these real talk series where we've picked these two very complicated subjects that really are, there's a lot of mysticism. There's a lot of like man behind the curtain. There's a lot of like information that's difficult to access or find. And we invite industry partners to come and be real. Tell us what we need to know. What are the biggest mistakes people make? Let's like bring the curtain down. Let's demystify these very complicated topics and provide real access for our community. You know, we usually do about 30 minutes of talking and education, and then we do a 30-minute breakout session where you're in a very small room with people who, like, they could be the buyer for a retailer, and you're building a connection with them. For the past two and a half years, Project Potluck has focused primarily on building a safe space for people of color in the CPG industry to gather and support each other. But Casanova acknowledges many in the industry who are not people of color want to help, including corporations. And in 2023, she is actively working to engage allies authentically and with integrity while still protecting the privacy and safety of members. Really focused on what we're giving our community. And then over time, we've had so many incredible brands, companies, individuals, come and say, we're so passionate about this. We want to support you guys. And we've had, we've honestly had to figure out what that looks like because integrity is so important to us. And our authenticity is our most valuable currency. So we've really had a hard time, not a hard time, we've really spent a lot of time, I should say, thinking about what this should look like and how we should bring in industry partners. And I think, we're, you know, it's always evolving, but I think we have a really good, we have a really good way that we're, we're able to engage people now. So allies, that includes individuals or, um, or brands, companies, are able to, um, anybody who has any kind of resource or opportunity can send that to me um, or submit it through the website, and we'll share that with our community in our newsletter. Um, we don't do like sponsored posts or anything like that. We have a regular newsletter that goes out and we're, we are scouring the internet and asking for our partners to share things with us because we want to have just the most resources available. We have a resource library. We'll add it to that. Like we're, we're, that's a, like a free thing that we're just trying to constantly be updating and doing for our community. So that's just like a really easy way if somebody has an opportunity to share it. Like I said, we're a very rare organization that's led by and for people of color. And as part of anti-racist work, supporting us is super, super important. So we have ways that um, companies, individuals can sponsor Project Potluck, and they're really sponsoring our community and our work. Um, so of course, you know, we're really excited to share them on our website. Um, they're sponsors of our events, um, and they're invited to those. And, you know, they're able to, uh, we're able to kind of do, if it makes sense, some customized 
um, kind of uh, webinars or education opportunities for our community, you know, as it fits into our programming calendar. And so there are opportunities to do that. Uh, we're also really excited because we have a job board that's in beta right now, and we're going to be launching that in um, the summer on our website. And so that will be a, another, it, it's a resource that anybody could use. Um, it's free. But we do, there will be like a donation component. If it's a meaningful resource for you, we encourage you to donate. That's another way for people to like post their jobs, um, kind of, you know, I, I help advertise to our community and to others who are passionate about diversity and inclusion um, to help kind of build their teams and build their benches. We're really excited about that aspect as well. And then we also do have just ongoing webinars um, and education, as I mentioned. And we're really bringing in partners for those too. Um, so you know, right now we're focused on retail or retail adjacent and capital and investments. And so we do have you know, outside partners who have information and who are willing to be vulnerable and kind of provide that access. And that's another great opportunity for them to be part of that too. Um, and then we're eventually going to have a directory, which I'm really excited about, and that will be another resource. And that can be for brands or for consumers who just want to know who our members are and how to support them, um, and really to be able to you know, find ways to connect, to connect with them. So the directory, as, as we've planned it now, it's going to be a resource for anybody. You know, we want a place for a consumer to be able to say like, oh, I just ran out of, I just ran out of sprinkles, and I really want to replace my sprinkles stash with a person of color um, sprinkles, and I want to support a, a POC business. You know, they'd be able to like go and search for that um, on our on our directory. Uh, and so another big way people can support us is through mentorship and advising. And we right now we have so many people who are interested in mentoring our community, and it is incredible. Our list is actually much bigger than the mentees that we have to match. Um, but we're continuing to grow that database. Um, and you know, right now we have a mentorship program, which is what we, we use that database to match. But in the future, I do see us as having different ways to connect, shorter, um, kind of less time-intensive opportunities to just provide resources, information, a little bit of expertise. I mean, we're really passionate about trying to connect all of the people out there who really do care about our community and helping our community and our community. So we're in the process of figuring that out and that mentorship and advisory list, that's another great way for anybody to be involved. And you do not have to be a person of color um, to apply to be a mentor. Whether or not industry players work with Project Potluck, Abolhinka says that they need to do more to support diversity and inclusion. Because even though some stakeholders have stepped up, she would give the overall industry a D plus if she were to grade their effort to date. Reality is because I think it's really easy when people see, oh, there's an organization dedicated to the cause. Give them money and they'll figure it out. That's not how this works, right? Like we're doing right by our people for our people because that's what we want to do. That is our active participation into change. And all three of us and Kathleen now have become figureheads for representation in the industry segment, whether we want it to be or not, right? But it's not just on the four of us to be activators for change. We're still not seeing anywhere near close to 40% DEI um, employment in this industry. 
We're still not seeing enough people of color in executive positions. We're still not seeing uh, employment um, career development opportunities in large CPG to help attract and promote internal talent to higher level positions. So the, the, the easy, it's not the easy, but the low-hanging fruit is small companies, emerging brands with smaller workforces that are capable of bringing on three, four, five, six diverse people because their team is only 12 deep. We're asking the greater industry to step up, and I still haven't seen that happen, right? I still haven't seen the larger CPGs create representation that is representative of the consumer base in this country, right? We're still not seeing 40% of their workforce being diverse. And, and the worst part is, too, and I talk about this a lot, I think there's a standard that's really easy to fall back on where, and I think this stems from federal grant monies and how that gets handed out where it's like, oh, well, you know, how many employees do you have that are of color? And it's always asked of manufacturers. And it's easy to go, oh, yeah, we've got 100 people of color working for us on the, on the uh, plant floor. Well, I don't think that when people ask me how diverse is my company, my company is over 40% diverse, but my people aren't getting paid minimum wage. My people are getting paid six-figure salaries. My people are getting paid managerial positions. My people are getting paid to establish wealth in this country. So I think there's still a giant gap in where we should be because we have not looked at this with a 2023 lens. We're still looking at this from a 1968 lens, and that's not okay. So we still have a lot of work to do there. What, what Project Potluck is doing is only a small fraction of what we can control as three, three founder CEOs and an executive director. There needs to be a lot more participation across the broad stroke of the industry to do better, uh, you know, even internally in these companies and, and, and the partners that these companies choose. There's still a lot of work to be done. Her first call to action for industry is to improve access. We started Project Potluck as an opportunity to improve access first, right? Access to people, access to resources, information, connection, right? It was all about helping our people gain access. And that mission still never changed. And I think the challenge is that the rest of the industry still hasn't really created access points, right? If I'm a big CPG company and I'm still at sub, you know, 10% diverse levels of employment in, within my organization, the first step I would say is what are we doing to improve access to career development tools, to job opportunities, to improve that? If I'm a big company and um, a retailer and I say on paper that I have a diverse supplier uh, set aside a requirement, how are you purchasing towards that? And when are you going to put some hard numbers towards that, right? If McDonald's and Starbucks can allocate a publicly known figure of in the billions of what they're trying to purchase from diverse suppliers, when are retailers going to make the same physical, verbal, and, and, and outward commitment in a dollar value to how many diverse brands they're going to put on a shelf? Those are the things that we're still not seeing. There's a lot of lip service in that, oh, we're looking at it. We're looking at it. Okay, well, let's start. If you, if you publish something, you'd be surprised at how many people are going to clamor to get in front of you, right? And I can't say the whole industry is not. I've actually seen personally as a certified diverse brand, right, I've started to see some activity from major retailers across the country and advocating to start opening up a different pathway to pre-qualify and purchase from diverse retailers. So I do think it's starting to happen. 
but the results, the extent, you know, uncertain. This is now, you know, three years after the murder of George Floyd, and we're only now getting to that point. And, you know, I'm trying to be patient. You know, change takes a long time, and it's incremental, and I'm a firm believer in that. But do I think it's as fast as it needs to be? No. Why? I don't think because leadership at the top is still representative of the people that we're talking about. And until, until you live a day in those shoes, the time doesn't matter, right? The urgency is not there. For those looking to get involved with Project Potluck, either as a member who's a person of color or an ally, visit the group's website at potluckcpg.org and either submit an application for membership or click the support button for guidance on how allies can help. With that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope that you'll join me again for another installment next week. And to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week.